With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on and welcome on to the Tortillas and Takes podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And yes, football games still have to be played. I know that uh, we fired a coach. I know that we have a brand new head coach. And a lot, everyone, we're all looking towards the future as a fan base. But the season is not over. We still have three more games to go. And so it's time for us to preview one of them, uh, which is the Iowa State Cyclones coming to Lubbock. So let's talk about it. So if we're going to talk about it, I got to have my right-hand man with me. That is Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dill? You're telling me there's still football left to be played in Lubbock. There's still football left. It doesn't really feel like it whatsoever, but there is football left. Uh, And because there's still football left, Jeremy has stuck around throughout the season, and he's here once again. What's up, Jerm? What's up, guys? Oh, man. Football. I was so excited to talk about our 1-0 basketball team our soon to be one to no basketball team and just the joy that 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 has been the recruiting all that's been exciting but wait we have a football game this weekend so let's t- let's talk about that instead yeah i mean we're all so much in off season mode already like, <laughs> i don't think there's anybody that really cares too much about the 2021 season at this point right like we are ready for the Joey McGuire era to begin already. And, it, and he's already had it started. I mean, yeah, I feel like I can't go away from my phone on Twitter before seeing another retweet of another recruit that's been offered another scholarship. Um, it's been pretty wild in the sh- less than a week that Joey McGuire has been the head coach. But there is still football games to be played. And Sonny Cumbie is the interim head coach for the rest of the 2021 season. He... Um, and he's ready to go for game number two after a bye week. So it should be interesting. One thing that Jeremy did post in the group chat um, was that was mentioned about that Sonny Cummy mentioned is that right now, as we're recording this Thursday evening, so I do want to parse that. We do not know who the starting quarterback is going to be this Saturday. It is either going to be Tyler Shuck or Donovan Smith. Uh, Dylan, who do you expect to see 
trotting out there as a starting quarterback this Saturday. I feel like this is going to disappoint a lot of people, but I expect to see Tyler Shuck. I think a lot of people are clamoring to see Donovan Smith start a football game. I don't know if we should do it against, you know, the number four defense in the country. Um, so I Tyler Shuck appears to be healthy. Yeah, we know he's at least practicing. We've seen him throwing footballs in the videos. So, I, yeah, I expect to see Tyler Shuck. Jeremy, do you agree? Yeah, from the coaching staff's uh, point of view, I mean, Shuck's been getting a lot of good reps this past week, uh, past couple of weeks, actually, and just really ingratiating himself back into the offensive scheme. Uh, you know, I mean, Shuck came here with full steam behind him, uh, and it was a him and him or Columbia, and he edged it out. So I think that coming back, if he feels good to go, I mean, he's got to be the guy that trots out there first, for sure. But not to keep Donovan Smith out of the rotation, because I'm sure we'll see him, too. Yeah, I actually expect the Donovan Smith package that we've been seeing while he's been the backup to Henry Columbia, I expect that to continue, right? Like he is, from all intents and purposes, seems to be going, is going to be the primary backup. If Tyler Shuck is starting, he'll be the primary backup. Uh, whether Now, one thing that's not too certain, Columbia did get hurt in the last game, but in the videos, we've seen Columbia practice. So I don't think it's a situation to where Columbia is hurt and can't play. I think it's legitimately that's that they the coaching staff wants to go forward and see Donovan Smith and, and has given Donovan Smith the first team reps to see who's better positioned there. Um, I, I know a lot of people want to look, look at Donovan Smith as a potential future, and I, and I get that, right? I mean, I've even seen people talking about Baron Morton because Texas Tech fans have Baron Morton on the mind. But um, let's remember that Tyler Shuck this year is is, is a a uh, I believe he's a true junior. I think he came to this season with two years of eligibility left. Um, he still has time. I mean, he still could very easily be the quarterback next year. I think at the beginning of the season, we thought that maybe he'd be one and done and off to the NFL. He's been hurt for most of the season. That's probably not happening. So there's a very good chance that he is the quarterback next year in the first year for Joey McGuire. So they need to see what they have, right? Between And it's not just between Smith or Morton. Shucks included. They need to see who they have and who's going to be the quarterback going forward. What's going on, Jeremy? Let's all put into pers- also put into perspective that Cumbie is – uh, coaching for his job. I mean, that, and then his own words, like these next five weeks when he stepped into the role, is that he's coaching for his job as OC next year. And so I expect, I expect Cumby to want to put the guy he thinks is going to sling it around the best, and that's going to be Shuck because Shuck is the better true passer out of anybody we've got right now, um, hurt or not. And I guess we'll see that on Saturday for sure. You know what he has retained through that collarbone injury. Injury, but um, you know I think for Cumby in his mind, you got to put Chuck out there and see if he goes out. You know, guns blazing. Because if so, that could like that offensive power that he enables could very well put Cumby as an OC in twenty twenty two. And just like you said, that uh, we don't we don't know. Tyler Chuck may or may not be the quarterback for Texas Tech next year. We we could say the same thing about Donovan Smith. We we actually don't know if we're going to retain Donovan Smith. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I do, it's, it's got to be weird, right? The next three weeks. I mean, he has his potential future boss hovering over his head and watching his moves. You know, Joey McGuire is going to be in a press box the whole time. Legitimately like, mm. looking down on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Coach Cumbie, why did you call that play, huh? At, at least we know they, at least we know yeah. they like each other. Otherwise, then it's that's really awkward, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I will say that it from everything that I've heard and everything that I've read, that Joey McGuire is is not going to be forced to hire Sonny Cumbie next year. It's not going to be a situation. 
Um, that kind of funny enough, I say that, but when Dave Aranda took the Baylor job, it was kind of like, Hey, coach Aranda, uh, by the way, this is coach McGuire. He will be here. Um, uh, so make it work. Right. It doesn't seem like Texas Tech is necessarily going to do that to Joey McGuire. If coach, if Sonny Cumbie is the offensive coordinator next year, it's going to be because coach McGuire wants him to stay on staff. Not going to be because, you know, the, the powers that be are saying, no, you must keep Sonny Cumbie on staff. They've known each other for a while already. They they've are already at, le- at the very least friendly. And so if Cumbie stays on, it's because he's part of Joey McGuire's staff, not because, as some other uh, blog media likes to say, we are keeping some of the negative culture around. Um, that's neither here nor there. So with that quarterback's spot uh, being talked about, let's. what is the matchup that you're really looking at against Iowa State, Jeremy, that you think Texas Tech might be able to exploit? Exploit? Oy. Well, I had an answer, and then you said exploit, and then it kind of went down the drain. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm really not sure. I think this Iowa State defense, a year in, year out, man, Iowa State's defense proves to be a, a staggering defense, especially for Texas Tech, man. Um, I mean, I was looking at it earlier, like, since 2016, Iowa State's just had our number, and there have been there have been years where it's been closer than others. Certainly, um, not necessarily that close, but closer. But Iowa State, man, has continually like put the pedal to the metal against Texas Tech, and so if it's going to be something this year, it's got to start with the running backs against like the front lo- like the defensive linemen, and then that linebacking core for Iowa State. Uh, something that Iowa did well against Iowa State was run the ball. And I think that, you know, if you're going to take the limited times that Iowa State has lost, you know, what did teams do well against them? And it was run. Um, and so I think if we're going to get somewhere, which has been the, again, here we are again. If Texas Tech's going to win this ball game, they got to run the ball well. Tell me you've heard that one before. Um, so that's, I mean, but truthfully, like if we're going to give Shuck any opportunity to, work out the injury and and you know explore explore the depth of the playbook I, you got to have a run game so we got to have healthy running backs dylan do you agree uh i mean i i don't disagree but uh they're f- <laughs> in a way i do i guess but uh, uh iowa state's front seven is nasty dude um they, they're That's why really I said solid when you said exploit, i mean it just you, you goes downhill like, like defensive ends their linebackers. Yeah, well, yeah. And then you can go to their secondary and their secondary is, you know, gives up like the 10th fewest amount of yards in the country. So it, I, I don't know the good answer, but uh, I'm going to say <laughs> not exploit their secondary, but we, we like to say easy ease, the best matchup on the field on any given day. So give me Eric is because I, it's hard to pick. Isn't it great that Texas Tech's next two weeks are against the two best defenses in the conference and two of the best defenses in the entire country. Isn't that fun? Ty, welcome back, Tyler Shuck. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, Get us bowl eligible. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be very tough. I uh, I agree with you with, with Ezukanma, right? Like, that's – if there's anybody that's going to be able to give Iowa State defense fits, it's going to be Eric Ezukanma because he's a man amongst boys most of the time he steps on the field. Um, I want to – we've now – two weeks have passed now for Todd Brooks to really rest up. And I think this is the game that Todd Brooks comes back right here in this game against Iowa State. Uh, we saw him a little bit in the last game. Uh, and we saw him a little bit in the last game, but I think this is now that he has rested up more, really been able to to uh, um, 
let his injury subside, this is really the game that we start seeing him. I expect him to break off one big touchdown run at the very least. Um, so that's, I mean, to me, that's that's about it. Uh, what, what, what you got, Jeremy? I think an interesting um, storyline, kind of under this, it's in a similar way of Cumbie's like coaching for his job. I think there's a lot of interesting storylines of, okay, because we were talking about what is Eric Ezekama going to do at the end of the season? Like he can easily transfer to anywhere else in the country. Uh, he can easily drop his name into the, uh, into the NFL draft and see what happens there. Um, you know, retaining one of our best wide receivers, I, I think for Cumby also, um, and I'm certainly McGuire like recognized that and said, you know, something to that effect in his presser. Uh, I, I'd like to see, you know, in the first week it was shucked easy the whole game. Like I was just like, it was only dude, like just toss, toss, toss. Uh, I'm interested to see, which players get a lot more targets this these next few games? Like I imagine, like if easy, like if they want easy to stay around, they're gonna toss easy the ball a lot more. If they want Taj Brooks to stay around, if they want Sir Roderick, like I don't see, I don't see those guys being interested in leaving. Um, but I, you know, if they want these guys to stay around, like how do they implement them into the playbook more in these last couple of weeks? You know, hopefully getting bowl eligible, L-O-L, bowl eligibility, and moving on to the you know to having a post game uh, or postseason game. Well, here's the thing: you never know, right? You never know who is going to be who is going to be part of Coach McGuire's future. Who who's you know, going to want to stay under Coach McGuire? And so, just like we're talking about Sonny Cumbie, I mean, to me, the players are doing the same thing, right? The players are. We have had a player. I'm not going to necessarily name him who has felt a type of way about a coaching change, right? And he was on our Twitter Spaces, and he made it well known that he did not like the new coaching staff, which is the Matt Wells coaching staff. And he really enjoyed the guy who recruited him to Texas tech, which is Cliff Kingsbury and that coaching staff. And so we've, we know what it is. We've, we've heard and listened to what it is for a player to be, to feel left out of the coaching change, right? A lot of these players can feel the same way. This is their way to kind of show out and show up and say, Hey coach, why I'm this dude, I'm that guy. Loic Fungi, who's a young stud. This is his chance, his opportunity to say him and miles price. They're the same age. Both of them is say, Hey, I should be part of your plans, your future plans coming up. And whenever you are recruiting these these young studs to come in here, don't forget about me. Um, Let's be honest. All it takes is one good dap from Coach McGuire, and you're you're sold. You're coming back. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Alvy and I approach that (laughs) so differently. Like. You got me me from South Oak Cliff to get that dap. You came from one of that. That's Yeah, oh, this changes everything. You're a plain old boy. It'd be a regular handshake, but South Oak Cliff, that's different. Um, <laughs> to be fair, he's from Cedar Hill. That Hey, he's right about that. That is up the road. That is right down the street. So, you know, says, hey, Coach McGuire got some hood in him. All right, I guess, you know. Hey, there you go. Uh, so let's switch over to the other side of the ball uh, where we talk all, a lot about how stout Iowa State's defense is, but let's face it, what's killed us as the Texas Tech Red Raiders is their offense. I mean, in the past, Jeremy, you alluded to it since 2016, really since Matt Campbell's been there, they have killed us offensively. I mean, they've scored at least 31 points in every game we've played since 2016, including one game that happened where they may or may not have scored over 60 <laughs> points. I don't I don't know. Um, who keeps track of these things? Who keeps track of these things, right? But uh, uh, the offense is what we've been struggling to stop them. I mean, their tight ends kill us each time. The running backs kill us each time. Brock Purdy has been a thorn in our sides. No matter how good or bad a season he's having for against anybody, everybody else, he sees Texas Tech and says it's time to show out. 
right? Off defensively, what can the Red Raiders do to stop Iowa State, who seems to just explode every time they play us, Dylan? I don't know. I mean, this is just such a terrible matchup this week. Like, this is going to be a rough one for the Red Raiders, in my opinion. Um, I, I think the problem is you, you have to cover either Brees Hall or Charlie Kohler. You mentioned both of those positions have just trashed us in the past. So, you know, you have one best coverage linebacker, right? And you've got to make a decision there. And whoever gets the other one, he's going to kill us. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be tough. I do think having Reggie Pearson back will be great for this defense. I think that does give you an option to come up and hit one of these two guys. Um, but, yeah. I, I can see – I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, Pearson. I can actually see Pearson – shadowing Kohler or really on Kohler for a good amount of the game. And I, I don't think we've had a safety like Pearson that has the ability that has the strength to handle a tight end like Charlie Kohler. Um, though he's not necessarily, I mean, nobody's as big as Charlie Kohler is, but at the very least he has the strength to be able to handle him somewhat and can play lean back in coverage as well. Uh, and we haven't had a player like Pearson. So I do think that's an advantage. And I think him. Adrian Fry's coming back too. Oh, and then, and Adrian Fry does have good, good size. Maybe not as strong as Reggie Pearson, but very good if size. Back. That's another good good call out. Yeah, I was going to lean towards defensive backs as well. I think injecting Reggie Pearson back into that lineup uh, alongside Eric Monroe, alongside Adrian Taylor-Demerson, alongside Demarcus Fields, and hopefully if we get Adrian Fry alongside Adrian Fry, who has a lot of Big 12 experience. Um, it, it, but it's going to fall on the defensive backs, and it's going to fall on the scheme that we decide to go against uh, Brock Purdy and just – the multifaceted game that that they have. I mean, like you said, they can to- they can toss it deep, they can toss it short, they can decide to just run it out. I mean, it's just it's it's terrible, man. It's terrible for Texas Tech year in year out. We lock on a one piece of the game, and they do the other thing, and we just get it's terrible. So, but for me, if we can get some kind of synchronicity between the defensive backs, if we can get a good scheme where we're not just playing zone the whole time and allowing Brock Purdy to pick it like just to pick us apart. Uh, then we'll have a fighting chance to keep them around that 30-point average. Um, if we don't, then it could be pretty ugly pretty quickly. But I do like having some of this veteran leadership step back onto the field with the team because I think that adds a lot during you know game scenarios. Well, so uh, you brought up Brees Hall earlier, and I uh, found a nice little fun stat for us, right? I don't want it. Uh, this will be Brees Hall's third game against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, in the previous two... He has put up 405 yards from scrimmage and what is this? Four touchdowns. So, you know, that's oh, in just two games, mind you. I, just in case you didn't hear that first part, not four, not 10, two games. He's put up over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Um, it is going to be very hard to stop Brees Hall. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, he's one of the best backs in the, in the, in the, country and to be honest if you ask me he's kind of had not as great a year as i expected fifth. and that's saying something considering that he is what, he's fifth it, in the country in rushing just yards killing it either way it doesn't really matter so yeah yeah and he's and he could and he's not even to me he's he's having games where he's taken off right like that's it's pretty amazing um he's fifth in the country right now after texas tech <laughs> who knows he could uh could very well be <laughs> <laughs> right up the ladder. Um, he's a guy that I mean, he's actually he's pushing almost four thousand yards in his career. Golly, so, man. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, Brees Hall is, is something else. So we've talked about Brees Hall and Charlie Kohler. I want to go back. What about Brock Purdy? Have we forgotten? What about him? 
who Brock Purdy is? I mean, what? J- it's Jeremy, not October. You're not scared of Brock Purdy? It's not October. The magic is gone. Who knows what's going to happen on Saturday? He's going to throw a pick Saturday. Watch that happen. Oh, Adrian Timerson. DTD is going to pick off Brock Purdy. You guys, you heard it here first on Tortillas and Takes. It's a hot take. Still going to get you, beat, but just, boy, he's going to Did you just make up a nickname? So, because you couldn't. Because I couldn't. I couldn't say the whole name. I just got too excited. DTD. <laughs> Keep it simple for me. <laughs> well, are you, not, are you not scared of Brock Purdy either, Dylan? Uh, well. I don't know if we're going to cause him to throw an interception. He hasn't thrown one in five weeks, so that scares me a little. So that's bad. Uh, hey, man, he's been, he's Jeremy, been his, hot, hot take Jeremy is, is out of here. I respect it. it. It worries me. He's been incredibly efficient this year. I mean, like I said, he hasn't thrown a pick in, in five weeks. Uh, his completion percentage is the highest it's ever been in his career. Uh, and he's coming off a really, really good October, except for that West Virginia game. Uh, they kind of showed a blueprint, which was to pressure him, but, um, I'm not too, what's that word? (laughs) Never heard of it. They showed, they showed the blueprint to do the exact opposite of what Texas Tech defense (laughs) is known for doing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy has been very different this year, right? So I, when you think of Brock Purdy as freshman and sophomore year, he was, he was kind of a gunslinger throwing it all over the place putting up 300 yards, but that also included some boneheaded plays, some interceptions here and there. Remember, he had a three-interception game against uh, Oklahoma State, which was just a wacky game in itself. Um, where this year, not as many wacky games. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He only has one game where he's put up 300 yards, and actually, surprisingly, it's up against the best defense in the conference, which was Oklahoma State. Uh, but other than that, not really slinging it, but he, like you said, Dylan, very efficient. Only four interceptions on the year, and three of those four came against Iowa. Because for whatever reason, Iowa State doesn't know how to play Iowa. Uh, they could go undefeated and still lose to Iowa every year. I don't get it. But um, <laughs> but he's been extremely efficient. Every other defense he's played, he just goes in, does his job, gives the ball to his playmakers, and does what they need him to do to be successful. And it's worked. Uh, and that is probably not music to the ears of the Texas Tech Raiders, who we're usually most successful when we are finding ways to take the ball away. But that's just not what Iowa State does. So I will say this, guys. We're, is there anything to be said in the fact that, uh, of this? Texas Tech is currently coming off of a bye week. We've had two weeks to prepare. No matter what all the craziness going on with the head coaching search and all that other stuff, T- Sonny Cumbie's team has, has had two weeks to prepare. Iowa State hasn't. They're coming off a nice win against Texas, but they also have Oklahoma next week. And this is kind of the perfect trap game. Is there no? Is there nothing being said towards that? I was gonna say yeah. trap game, trap game is the only chance we have. Is if their players are too busy looking forward to Oklahoma, trap game. There's a chance. Didn't didn't we say this about Oklahoma though? Didn't we do this exact same song and dance when we when we played Oklahoma? Oh, it's a trap game. We're gonna beat them in in Norman. Well, no, but no. see. Well, or when we, I, I did oh, not jump all, on that train. I, yeah, first of all, I think we, I I don't remember the episode, but if we if I did, I was absolutely joking. We joked about <laughs> it at the end, and it all started to come together yes. because it, well, no, it wasn't. It we were joking about West Virginia 
beating beating Norman in Oklahoma because oh, it was yeah, Deggy and it was all like, yeah, no, we that's never were on the was. tech beating Oklahoma train. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, no, Jeremy's right. It was West Virginia. That And that was a trap game, but you know, that's, uh, well, Texas Tech fans definitely did it. I remember it's like, oh, the coach got fired. There's new energy in the program. We're gonna go out and beat Oklahoma. And it's like, all right, Tech fans, why are you doing this to yourself? Hey, we can we can believe we can you know really convince ourselves of a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. I hear it. You know that's that's really what that is. So, um, well, let's prediction time, gentlemen. So let's t- talk about it. Let's think about it. Who will be? The offensive player of the game this Saturday, Jeremy. Brock Purdy. <laughs> I think Jeremy's uh, all Jeremy is done. <laughs> he's just he's like, you know what? This is just not gonna be Jeremy wants to be transported to 2022. I'm just all trying right. to get through the season, man. We just get off my back. <laughs> uh it's Brock I think it's Brock Purdy. Like Dylan said it. He's just been I think Brock Purdy as a player is such a good model for like what a what a good long-term quarterback is right i mean every year getting statistically better every season improving throughout the season uh like the guy just can like he's a great athlete like he's just such a good quarterback and i don't think that that stops in lubbock i think that you know he comes in trap game or not some of his like skill players may not be you know all there this weekend they may take him a little bit to wake up but I think Brock Perry is going to come in ready to go for sure. And and that that's bad news for anybody. Dylan? Uh, I feel like we usually pick tech players in this. Uh, we do. I was just going to, I was going to let, I was going to let Jeremy, he's, he's already pushed on. Well, I, know, I think I'm going to hop so. on the board and say Brees Hall. <laughs> I'm going to jump on the train. I mean, he's going to go down as like one of the best rushers in big 12, like history, Iowa state history. I mean, Brees Hall, he's he's a problem. And you could easily answer Charlie Kohler in this question, too. And we haven't even mentioned Xavier Hutchinson. No, every week we come on here, we do this, we do the uh, Texas Tech preview for this game. Every week we talk about the offensive players for Tech. And y'all are so turned off from this team that you're picking offensive players from the other side. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. The offensive player of the game, the guy that we need to show up in this game, and the guy that I think will have a nice little comeback, Tyler Shuck, baby. I think Tyler Shuck will start this weekend, this Saturday. I didn't, if I didn't say that before, I do think Tyler Shuck's going to start this Saturday. And I think he's going to have a pretty decent game, right? Tyler Shuck, and, and some people think that he left a little bit to be desired, but Shuck wasn't out there shucking the ball around and throwing interceptions. He was, he, a lot of, the, he did take some sacks, but a lot of the times he was making the smarter play. And I think that's the way you have to do it against Iowa State. Move the ball down the field, similar to how he was doing it against the University of Houston, is just move the ball down the field, be efficient, give your defense some rest. And I think Tyler Shuck's going to be able to do that. I, I see him having a nice, decent, efficient game in this one. Tyler Shuck, all right, going there. Defensively, who do you have as your player of the game, Dylan? Uh, I'm only going to answer this because you didn't ask me about defensive players I'm worried about on their side of the ball. And I think, you know, they've got the leading sack master in the Big 12 and the country in Will McDonald. He he led last year and he's currently leading this year with, I think, 10 sacks and he had 10 and a half last year. So he's on pace to break that record um, that he put up last year. So, yeah, Will McDonald would be my answer. He lives in the backfield. Jeremy? Hey, man. I just want to say that if that's all we're going for, your player of the game was decent and efficient. That is sad. (laughs) That is 
sad. Um, defensively for Texas Tech, man, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. Uh, Brock Purdy, although having a good year, has taken some sacks. This no, he's not playing. Stop, Albie. He has taken. Let me get. Let me build the narrative. He has taken some sacks this year. His offensive line has failed him at least once a game. Man, I think that. I, I do think that Colin Schooler is going to have a tremendous game in that we are going to call the right blitz play at the right time. And you know who's going to get a sack this game? Colin Schooler on Brock, Brock Purdy. I think it's going to happen. Uh, but I do think that Colin Schooler, like he's been the most reliable piece of the middle. Uh, and like with the way that Iowa State plays, like you're, we have to have a solid linebacking performance. And so it's going to like those guys are going to get the most action for sure. So give me Jalen Hutchins, and I'm going to tell you why. You talked a little bit about before that the best way to get to Brock Purdy is applying pressure. Pressure up the middle is is in quarterbacks. It just gets on the quarterback's nerves more than anything else. Getting that pressure up there. And, and Jalen Hutchins, in my opinion, is one of the best DTs in the entire conference when it comes to really applying pressure up the middle, solo dolo. Um, he, he's, he's really good at that. Not only that, but when it comes to defending Brees Hall, Again, getting pressure up the middle, knocking the center on his back, knocking the guard on his back, and getting penetration in order to, to uh, uh, at least eliminate one of the holes for Brees Hall. I think Jalen Hutchins is going to have a big game in this one. So, gentlemen. Why are you sleeping on my boy Tyree Wilson? Why are you sleeping on my I'm boy? I'm talking up the – Coming off the edge. Our best D lineman is Jalen Hutchins. Okay? That's where I'm That's going. true. That is our best That's D true. lineman. And I think he has another big But Tyree game. Wilson has been playing really Tyree well. Tyree Wilson has been. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, you know, he has been. I ain't saying he's trash. I'm just saying, Jalen Hutchins. Hey. Is the man. Um, Everyone else. So is let's get to trash. let's get to Go the uh, part that everybody was waiting for. Now, Jeremy, you've kind of already had your 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 kind of already said what you think is going to happen in this game. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, who wins? By how much and why? I think Iowa State's going to win. Probably it's going to be like I think that we're going to put points on the board. I do think that we'll have. Preferable. I was about to say, if you're like, that's going to happen, don't say that. You know what happens on this podcast. Um, I do think it will be like something like 38 21 Iowa State. Uh, but I do feel like Iowa State's going to get a cushy lead and just not let it let that go. Um, and it'll be Texas Tech getting points where they can and just never really, I, I don't see it being an exciting game, being like, oh my gosh, we can turn this around. It's going to be, okay, well, we still have two more to go. Two, two touchdowns. Ah, shit. Okay, with two more touchdowns. Ah, you know, it's going to feel like one of those games. Dylan, the line is 10 and a half. Can Texas Tech do it? You know, for all the mess I've been talking about, picking their players offensive player of the game, picking their players defensive player of the game, I think we could cover. And, and history, history makes me <laughs> kind of confident in saying that. You go back post-2016, it's been relatively close. Um, you know, it's been it's been a 10-point game almost the last two years, so I, I think we have an opportunity to cover because I think Texas... 31-15 last year, there Dylan? Is, um, Your memory is there terrible. 34-24 to 24 <laughs> the year before. That's 10 points. <laughs> that's true. It's like... It's like, it's like 40 terrible, to 31. That's 9 the points. The 10-point margin, terrible. <laughs> to be it's fair, a terrible sandwich. To be fair, Dylan, of the last five years, the only game that was any type of close was that 40 to 31 game. 
All the other games. Twenty-four. <laughs> that's ten points, and that's the spread right now. So that's that is what, 10 I'm, points. what so I'm, I'm saying is historically we've been close in the spread department, and I think you know with the new coach being being hired, there's going to be some extra energy in the stadium. Some but, energy. Uh, it's not going to be enough. There it is. <laughs> Iowa State's going to win. <laughs> We're going to have that energy this Saturday. We're going to come out there We're and bring that energy so that we can cover. Somehow. <laughs> so they can cover. Hey, y'all, y'all sicken me. The both of you. Just absolutely sicken yeah. me. Okay. No love for the Red Raiders in this one. So does that mean that I have to be the one to pick them? Historically, that that if we all pick us to lose, it gives us if our we best all... chance to win. So. That has been true. Guess what? Verifiably. Guess what, guys? I'm I, I'm gonna pick the Red Raiders to win. I'm gonna tell you why. All right, I, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, don't give me that face, Jeremy. I'm gonna do you it. You had a long trip. <laughs> you're tired. You don't know what you're saying. You're ready for a nap. So here's what I'll say. Right. Here's what I'll say about this game. And I've actually been, if you've been listening to our podcast all semester, I've been hinting at this game of Tech winning this game all semester long. I've been hinting at it, hinting at it, hinting at it. Um. I this to me is legitimately the biggest trap game I, I've we've seen in a long time. It really is. Iowa State and actually Iowa State blowing out Texas makes me even more wanting to pick Tech to win this game. Right? Iowa State just beat the hell out of Texas last week. They're feeling good. They are ready to beat Texas and then beat Oklahoma. Oh yeah, we have this little speed bump in Lubbock real quick. So let's make another flight out to Lubbock, Texas, but we just handle this like we're like they're you know Coastal Carolina and just call it a day. They are not worried about the Red Raiders. Every time Brees Hall has seen Texas Tech, he's gone off for a hundred and however many yards. He's not worried about Tech. Brock Purdy, he doesn't think anything about Tech. Charlie Kohler, all these guys, they don't think of Texas Tech as anything more. Texas Tech, however, is playing at home off of a bye. I don't know if the stadium will be packed, but at the very least, there's more energy into the stadium because of the Joey McGuire hire, right? The, the, the players are a little bit... Tyler Shuck, starting quarterback, is back. We have not had our starter back since uh, uh, the first quarter of the Texas game. And I just... I look at this and I say, the only thing that's really giving me pause, to be honest, is the fact that no matter what, these games have not been close between Texas Tech and Iowa State. Same time, we don't have the head coach that we've had the last two times. We don't have a Matt Wells coach team. We don't have a Cliff Kingsbury coach team. Things can be different. Not only that, we don't. This is Sonny Cumbie's chance to really unveil a lot of things. He's had two weeks to prepare for this game. I, I am going to pick Texas Tech to win this game. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to stay consistent with it. Also, in our chat, I said, come. I am confident Cumbie's going to win one of these last three games and get us to a bowl. And I don't think it's going to happen next week. I'll be I'll tell you that right now. So I'm kind of giving bearing the lead with next Oh, against Oklahoma State. Yeah. Bearing the lead against next week's yeah, game no a little late. bit. So um, I don't think it's going to happen against ne- uh, next week. Out of the three games, this is the most winnable. This makes a lot of sense. And this is a game I think is going to be very close. I think Tech smacks Iowa State in the mouth. I very very smacks him in the mouth from the very beginning. And the question is can they hold on to it? And I think they do. Give me Texas Tech. Unlike the Kansas State game. Unlike the Kansas State game, exactly. Give okay. me give me Texas Tech to win this game 31 to 28. 31 28. Yep. And I'm either and guess what? And it, what, you know the best thing about making that prediction? If I'm right, I'm a genius. If I'm wrong, we all forget. 
No, if, if you're matter. wrong, then we know the curses. You're responsible for the curse because we've each picked. We, we have lose. narrowed it down. So now we know who's really cursing Texas Tech. We will know at the end of this week. Let's be real. Texas Tech losing to Iowa State ain't a curse. I mean, that's just. <laughs> it's it's one's a Matt Campbell led team and one's on an interim head coach. That's really what it is. Matt but Campbell's auditioning this, for DC this week, right? Are you mean Keith Patterson? No, no, no. Matt Campbell. Oh, for, for Texas Tech DC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. All these of black course. rumors. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, Lincoln Riley was in Lubbock today, yesterday. Oh yeah. Flight flight track season, you know. He's yeah, a little uncomfortable man. over there in Oklahoma, I hear. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know. I know we hired Joey McGuire, but in Lincoln Riley, you know, he's, Joey McGuire's been working on him. He's a great recruiter. Our Nick Saban's also thinking about being the associate head coach, you know, here, because, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, sources from tortillas and takes. Things are changing. Things are changing. Yeah. His sources, right? Um, and Dion, Dion Sanders is going to be coming to be the DB coach. That's what I've, you know. Dion Sanders is going to end up at TCU, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a hell of a ride. I love. I feel- oh man, I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. They're gonna no. They're gonna. We'll be able to watch it closely, but far yeah. enough that it, we're not in trouble. No, they'll win ten games one of these seasons, and then it'll be immediately revoked. Um, mm. Immediately revoked uh, with NCAA yeah. violations. Major like he'll be, like he'll be Hugh Freed Jr. It'll be fun. Um, so we've had fun on this pod because this season's kind of a wash at this point. Um, and we're, I mean, we're all excited for 2022. I mean, I think this off season is going to be very fun. I think recruiting is going to be very fun. I personally love, I'm a big fan of, of recruiting in general, of studying recruiting and all that other stuff. We will have, uh, a few pods in the off season of recruiting updates. Uh, but with Joey McGuire, they're going to be a lot of fun recruiting updates. Uh, if you've been paying attention, we had three commits the first, within the first 12 hours of him being announced as the head coach, not even introduced, just announced the head coach. We had three commits flip just like that including one that was a commit to arizona state decommitted saying his recruitment is 100 open and then 30 minutes later said i'm a texas tech Raider. so that's fun um but there's a lot of guys that decommitted from their place recently that it's almost sure they haven't announced it yet but like oh yeah yeah it's it's um but it's, it's crazy. And before I sign off, it's crazy, though, that this is happening because I was told, I was told that the city is the reason why nobody will ever come to Tech. That's what I was told. Jeremy, I was told that Lubbock is so bad and so terrible that nobody would ever come to Texas Tech. So you can't, I can't imagine that a player would just out of nowhere want to commit to, to Lubbock, Texas. I mean, that's that's what I was told. Yeah, I mean, the city's terrible. Um, absolutely one of the worst places in the world. And so that trumps everything. Yeah. I mean, that trumps people, that trumps relationship, that trumps everything. I mean, so one of the players you were talking about. You see a tumbleweed, you're out of here. One of the players yeah. that we were talking about, Dylan, is is a guy that was a commit to TCU. And he decommitted from TCU's Fort Worth. It's a luxury. It's a palace of a place, right? So there's no way he wants to come to Lubbock, right? But it's kind of weird that he's liking all of Coach McGuire's things and has already met with Coach McGuire and was offered a scholarship by Coach McGuire when he was at when McGuire was at Baylor. So I mean, I'm sure there's no correlation because why would he want to come to Lubbock? It's awful. That's what I was told anyway. Mm. Hmm. Almost like storyline we'll have to follow. Almost like none of that matters, and it's college football, <laughs> and the number one program in the country is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 
And if you haven't been there, I can confirm people. It sucks. <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Dylan? Apparently Tuscaloosa sucks. I can't vouch for it. I've only been to one place in Alabama. It was it was okay, I guess. I don't know. It's you know, that kind of how I feel about Lubbock. TBH. Um come for the fried cheese and stay for the football. It's Texas Tech for you. <laughs> That's right. Uh Mobile, Alabama is actually pretty fun. It's a good, Mobile, Alabama is a good place. Uh Gulf Shores, really great beach. Kind of felt uncomfortable from a couple reasons. Can't imagine. <laughs> Jeremy, anything else you want to say? Speaking of uncomfortable, uh, when I lived in Starkville, which is in Mississippi, I had to drive two hours to return a TV to the nearest Target, which was in Tuscaloosa. And the only redeeming part of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is that there is, in fact, a Whataburger. And so, yep, I went there one time. I drove two hours for a Whataburger. So, Tuscaloosa, that's all you mean to me. So, that tells me that in Starkville, Mississippi, there is no Target anywhere around. And so, you want to talk about a place... So you mean to tell me that Mississippi State is a glorious place because it's in the SEC, but they don't have a target? But but Lubbock's just an impossible place to win at? All right, people, get out of my face with this stuff. Anyways, um, as far as I'm concerned, look, I, I'm i probably crazy. I'm probably crazy, but I have been hinting that Tech would have a really good shot at beating Iowa State this year just because the schedule lines up perfectly for them to do so. I still believe, and as I've been telling y'all all season, this is a pretty is it pretty talented. It's a fairly talented team. I think they can do it. I think this is they've now been under the Sunny Cumbie watch for three weeks now, including two weeks of them preparing for this one singular game. Cumbie's a very smart man. I think the offense is going to come out and attack from the very beginning. And it's really up to the defense holding all those guys that we've been talking about. So I think Tech can I think Tech can do it. But I'm probably just a crazy old man speaking into the cloud. So we'll see this Saturday. <laughs> we will see this Saturday. And if I am right, I am a genius. And I will take that to the bank. That'll be a fun time. So, and if you're wrong, everybody will forget about it and nobody will talk about it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. So uh, if you are in Lubbock, be there. I mean, it, there's an energy has been infused into the program. I, I, I am very curious to see how the crowd will be this Saturday. Energy is being infused. Coach McGuire is doing interviews like crazy. Um, and he's already started to piss off Baylor fans. So he's already learned step one of being a Red Raider is really just getting under the skin of every other fan base in the state. It's a great time. Uh, so for our producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe and Jeremy Gillen. This is Albie Shore. You've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.